All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. How hard am I willing to work for my privacy and my security? I've been trying to rein in my data for a little while now. I'd like to see what I'm actually signing up for. I know there's dangers using modern technology, but I've kind of overlooked that. I find it creepy that they know me, uh, but then I'm annoyed that they don't know me that well. It's Note to Self, and welcome to The Privacy Paradox, our five-part plan to help you take back your digital identity and yourself. I'm Anoush Samarodi. And here's what the paradox is, right? We love the convenience of living online, but having no say over where our personal information goes or who sees it, not so much. Many of you told us that you feel like you don't have the tools or the knowledge to do something about protecting your digital privacy, like Melissa in Brooklyn. I have an, a level of unease about how much data I am giving Facebook for free. I don't know where the line is that I'm going to be able to draw when it comes to digital privacy, and I struggle with it a lot. The goal of the privacy paradox, Melissa, is to help you understand more about where your information goes, to help you weigh the trade-offs, and then help you make digital decisions that you can feel better about. We had lots of help from some amazing experts, and you're going to hear from them all this week. A few clicks and suddenly we've given away a lot of our rights invisibly. This is information they've collected from your behavior, your likes, pages you visited, um, things you've written in your profile. Collecting an entire country's phone calls is a real thing. I think what people actually feel strange about is that they're just being kind of sorted into an algorithm. If you want to hear more but you haven't signed up yet, go to privacyparadox.org. You'll type in your email address, which we will not share with anyone, and that's going to kick off a series of five special newsletters. Each one contains tips, a short podcast, and a challenge. And this challenge is just a quick way to check yourself and maybe think a little differently about how you live online. Let's get started with day one. Today is called What Your Phone Knows. It's time to get more familiar with all the information your phone collects from you all the time and what it's being used for. If we were told that we had to carry around a tracking device, a police-issued tracking device with us 24-7, we as a nation would rebel. Yet we all put our smartphones in our pocket every morning. You may remember Bruce Schneier, the renowned security technologist and cryptographer. He's been on the show before, and he's always a ray of sunshine. 
if we were told we had to uh, inform the police when we made a new friend, right? We would never do that. Instead, we inform Facebook or mail the police a copy of every bit of our correspondence just in case, right? We don't, but Google stores it for us. Emails, Facebook updates, that's the data that goes in and comes out of our phones. But Bruce says the metadata coming in and out is just as important and maybe even more telling. So imagine I hired a private detective to eavesdrop on you. That detective would put a bug in your home and maybe your car and your office, and I would get a report of your conversations. Yeah. That's the data. If I asked that same detective to put you under surveillance, I'd get a very different sort of report. Where you went, who you spoke to, Mm. what you read, what you looked at. That's the metadata. Metadata is surveillance data. It is incredibly personal. And that metadata has value to lots of people. Criminals, sure, but also the government. And most of all, marketers. It's very private stuff. And yet we have little say over who gets it. And once it's out there... We can't take it back. Bruce thinks that for us to have more control over our metadata, there need to be basic rules about who can collect it and how long they can use it for. For traffic data, maybe the answer will be throw it away after five minutes. For medical data, maybe the answer will be anonymize it or only make it available under very strict conditions. For the police, we know what to do. We make them get warrants, which means we have a neutral judge rule on whether that data collection is lawful and reasonable, and we give the police constraints on how they can use it. For other data sets, there'll be different rules. I guess I'm wondering, when is that all going to happen? We seem to need a lot of these rules, like now. This is where I think things are getting dangerous, that we're just running headlong into the future without thinking about it, without deciding what kind of society we want, what kind of privacy we want what kind, what kind of anything. We're just sort of doing and, and seeing what happens. And with data, I think that's alarming. And so today, your challenge is to take back your metadata, even if it's just a little bit. See for yourself which apps are taking what kind of metadata from you. Apps that you wouldn't imagine get access to your address book and your calendar And in all of these things, your location data, they don't need it, but they want it because it's valuable. They can sell it. So maybe we could ask people to just go through and see what every single app on their phone is accessing and maybe turn a couple of those off. The rule is that you should turn things off unless it's necessary. Now, companies will play with this because Instagram might not need your location, but they might decide not to give you access unless you give them your location. Mm. It takes a lot of work not to go on the cool social platform of the moment and share the cool things with the cool people we know. I think you're up for it, listeners. But if you do decide that you're okay with an app having access to your microphone or your contacts, that is fine. This is all part of starting to figure out where you draw the line on privacy for yourself. I mean, I have a friend who only turns on Uber's location tracking when she uses the app. I have another friend who decided to take it completely off her phone. It's up to you. 
So open the Settings app on your iPhone or your Android phone, scroll down to the Privacy button, or go through the listing of your apps. Poke around. See which apps have asked for access to what metadata. Leave them on or turn them off. Choose what's right for you. And if you need help, there are more specific instructions in the Day One Challenge newsletter. And if you've already checked your app settings, Gold Star, and we have a bonus challenge for you. We're actually going to tell you to download a specific app, the text messaging app Signal. Signal is an encrypted text messaging service that isn't owned by one of the big tech companies. It's supported just by donations and grants. And our cryptographer, Bruce Schneier, says that even if you think there is no reason for you to be sending messages that can't be accessed by anyone else, download Signal to support people who do need it. People who might be worried that their origins or beliefs or affiliations could be held against them in the weeks and months to come. And they need to be able to text their friends and family privately. And this privacy isn't partisan. It's just American. I remember in the 1980s when drug testing became a thing. The attorney general under Reagan was Edwin Meese, who was probably the most straight-laced, conservative, non-drug-using person ever, who said that I will not take a drug test and no one under me will either. And that was really important. That he said that the, that privacy is so important that I'm going to refuse, even though I know I have nothing to hide and nothing to fear. And we need to take that view for privacy, especially now in the U.S. when we're concerned about marginal populations. That those of us with privilege need to step up, including using privacy tools that others need to use. We need to use them too. We need to make it so everybody uses them. Because if everybody uses a postcard, the envelope is suspicious. But if everyone uses an envelope, then it's just an envelope. When you get on Signal, or if you're already on there, come and find the Note to Self account. Maybe we'll start a Note to Self chat group. Our number is 646-463-1394. Again... The note to self phone number on the Signal encrypted text messaging app is 646-463-1394. Text us. We have a little special message for you if you do. Tomorrow is day two of the privacy paradox, and it's called The Search for Your Identity. Our partners at ProPublica are back. And friends, if you're feeling moved by the notion of our digital civil rights, and especially this right to privacy, recruit someone, someone in your book club or your yoga class or your mom to do this project with you. Send them to privacyparadox.org. And I should mention, we also have a short and easy to understand privacy policy for this project. Natch. Plus, if you decide to take this privacy thing really seriously, you can do the whole project by snail mail. We already have a couple people doing that. All the information is at privacyparadox.org. Okay, see you back here again tomorrow. For now, the Note to Self team is Jen Poyant, Kat Aaron, and Joe Plord. Deep, heartfelt thanks to Megan Cunane and all our WNYC colleagues helping to make this project possible. Note to Self is a production of WNYC Studios. I'm Manoush Samarodi.
big data is basically save it all because you don't know what will be valuable later and eventually you might be able to figure it out. Wow, is that such a New Yorker? Later, do you hear me? Yeah, later. Wow. I kind of liked it, actually. I liked it too. But so you know, what's up with it? <laughs>